everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of How We Ate the Talkcast. I am Ross from RGX Media and I'm joined by my good co-host Michael Briggs at Michael Briggs Photos. How are you doing this evening, Michael? I'm very well. I was I was half expecting some kind of derogatory intro like I got you last week, so I was kind of waiting for a bit of payback. But no, that was very nice. Thank you very much for that. Always pleasant name when you know me. I <laughs> am oh, yeah, just a dickhead, aren't I? Out of the two, uh, you're the nice, you're the good cop. I'm the bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we um, obviously weeks passed since um, our last conversation. Um, we just thought we'd start before we get into the main topic of today in relation to rejection. Uh, we thought we'd kick things off with an update regards to Sun and the AFC, how things are progressing. Um, the lads have just got back off their American tour, but kind of a yeah, successful pre-season over there. Um, and they were rolling into the last uh, two final pre-season games before the season starts. What's your thoughts on it? How do you think we've been doing while we've been out there? Uh, I tend not to gauge pre-season on a lot rather than just making sure that the lads get minutes in the legs. I mean, if we got Tonk 6-0 off a second division MLS team, I, I wouldn't be as concerned as what some fans would be. I would just say, because there's a, there's a saying I picked up when Mortworth have been doing their pre-season, you learn most from your losses. Yeah. So I figured if if that was the case, um, then yeah, there'd be things that Tony would look at and say, ah, we're not quite strong enough here and we need a bit more depth here. And But if you're winning, it's always a good thing for morale and for confidence-wise and keeping the fans happy, I suppose. But for me, as a player, if you're winning and if you're completely dominating, uh, do you do you get a full good workout? I don't know. But it's it it's positive. It's 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 exciting to see like folk like Chris Rigg, who you keep forgetting he's only sixteen, like he's just left school, and he looks like he's playing like, a, like, like he's in his pump almost. Like he just makes football look so easy. But it was just it's just good to see football coming back, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean we're starting to get into that, like the hustle and bustle of it all. Um the weeks have passed, we've had no real major football summer tournaments, but I see the the women's world cup, which is still ongoing at this time. Yep. But apart from that, there's there hasn't been much to talk about bar like the preseason games coming through. But we um yeah, we got through the won the games and stuff, look like a good atmosphere out there across the three games. Um, it's just obviously exciting to see how the weather will do at the home, like first home pre-season since been quite a few years actually. I don't know if it was like is it selling the last home game we've had um, at the stadium? I think so. I try to I try to burn that kind of memory uh, out of my head after last time. You know what I mean? Like, I was I'm just not... trying to think if it was selling. <laughs> I just got like, the, the the first season or something to like that. I just thought oh, all that like horribleness like just coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears> hopefully uh, another situation like that. I think we're in better spirits now. And then we've got um, Heart the Pearl the following Tuesday before the, the full season kicks off. So, yeah, it's it's um, it's getting good. I mean, I was down at the stadium um, on Tuesday afternoon there for that open train session. Um, I took my son down the bit half term. He was obviously keen to get down, wanted to see the players at the back of it. So, of an afternoon free, I thought I'd get myself down, try the new um, ticketing situation. Uh, the electronic ticketing um, had a bit of a carry on with it, but I don't think it was down to um, you know pointing the finger back at the club or anything. Mm. It was just more down to user error. <laughs> yeah, because um, it was weird because I saved like the the cards are saved to your wallet on your app on your phone. I'm guessing it's the same kind of similar for Android. But anyway, 
Um, I double clicked on him. He got on the turnstile, worked first time, got him through, spot on. So let's just be straightforward. Then it came to my turn. Uh, no, quite the opposite. Me phone decided to have a meltdown. <laughs> and it kept crashing off the screen where the cord was or it kept swiping off. So bear in mind, this was just around about one o'clock when the turnstiles were open. So there was, there was barely anyone behind us. It's as if I had like a massive queue of people going, how are you, man? Young and what you're doing? Causing a right scene here. So I could like, even though no one was there, I could feel them behind us. <laughs> if you could just imagine them kicking off the feel a stress. Right yeah, so I had like about a two-minute like meltdown trying to get it sorted. But anyway, before done its part and the green light came and I got in no problem. But as we're walking down the the West Stand, like behind the where the food kiosks and that. Yeah. This guy in a black suit, I'm guessing to my head of security or something like that, just collared me the boy and he just went, can I have uh, some feedback? How he's managed to get in and everything? Was everything all right? And I explained the situation and he was like, oh, well, you know what it is, man. That's the youth of the day for you that can get in, no problem. Us all folk are good when it comes to technology. Oh, no. And I'm like thinking, he's probably in his, what, late 50s, early 60s? I'm thinking, does he think I'm in the same age category as him? Oh, no. And my son's like, looking at me, just say, like, old? <laughs> <laughs> so I got, like, humbled real quick. I was like, oh, well, it's the first time it's, like, really hit us, despite being in my mid-30s. <laughs> but, <laughs> Brilliant. You just added 15 years to you. But that felt I know, incredible. So I just, like, I was like, oh, great. Uh, oh, well, on, on we go to Fire Seats and so... <laughs> Uh, apart from that, it was uh, straightforward enough. So I'm guessing that's like the new age of everything's going to go to. Tickets, physical tickets are a thing of the past now. And Yeah, long gone are the days where if you had a season ticket, you'd get your, your big wad book where you'd get your your game number torn off at the turnstile. Long gone are the days now, eh? They're, they're gone. Yeah. I mean, it was always nice like, years ago to like, kind of keep like a history of like particular tickets or whether, like, whether it's music festivals gigs or whatever but it's all going to change now like I say just you've got to move with the times and um I mean for me I, I bar that little hiccup I've got in no problem I'm, I'll imagine come through um, they're going to do another testing this weekend for the game against Mallorca but I can imagine there's going to be a massive crowd for the first game against Ipswich if, if one person's going to haul over a couple of hundred people on one turnstile it's going to cause Eruptions or angles. I could just see it kicking off, can't you? Like it, oh. it's just, it's just gonna get off in it. But um, apart from that, I watched the train and it was great. It was a good atmosphere there. It wasn't like loads of people there, but we obviously could quite part of the the West Stand. There's families attending. And, um, just watching the lads go put for the players. It's really just nice to see. Uh, like Joe Bellingham do his thing. He looks uh, really sharp. Um, but like all the rest of the players, just nice to see them back in uh, up and running really and um we headed off just before the players started to come over for like um like autographs and stuff we just uh, got away quite quick after that and then i uh, was pretty much it so we're just going to this week's game with them looking forward to see who comes in as well have a potential couple of signs on the horizon as well well there's a couple of signings like um which you know as we're recording this they haven't been confirmed yet but they've there's good as over the over the line, and I, I put a tweet out saying we're going to have one of the best young sides in the cha- in, in the championship. I think we're going to win the league. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, a lot more confident. I'm not saying I've got anything down against the players, but 
which like I say every year just seems to get a lot it gets harder every year for that uh, league Much teams are coming down uh, uh, it's, it's mental but yeah you're right and see like we've got uh, potentially Bradley Dack coming in from out of contract up there Blackburn and then we've got uh, Mini, I think it's Mianido that you pronounce him uh, um, you're asking the wrong person uh, a guy from the um, in in France coming in under eighteen Spanish uh, international so yeah again it's exciting um which be interesting to see what the lads can do and hopefully we'll uh, go after a good start in the season approaches yeah absolutely so yeah mate uh, aside to that as I say with um, tonight's com- topic of conversation um dealing with rejection um I mean. You've obviously been doing the photography, videography side a lot longer than I have, mate. Is anything that really stands out where I see you've been rejected from a particular, you've tried to get into like a particular event or something, or has this been something where it's just the rejection parts knocked you for six, you know? Is anything that really stands out on your side? Um, there's there's a couple. It, it's, it, it hasn't really happened a lot because... Um... I think in, compared to what it used to be like in the past where I used to not be very salesy and, and forward salesy, it would like, I would never ever be like, if you don't do this, you're going to miss out on this kind of thing. So that's just, I think that's, that's poor. Um, but like, for instance, if I thought I was good enough to do like a professional event, like I tried a few times to do some professional boxing events for photography. And because I didn't have the appropriate accreditation that we that photographers have to have now, they were kind of like, no, you kind of come in. Like, you, you can't. Like, you, we can't have you here. Um, and it was the same case for football clubs as well when I, when I was just, just just like, kind of thinking, oh, if I'm going to, if I'm leaving more with, I want to try and find, a, a, you know, a club at a level up, maybe, um, to try and get in with. But I think if you go anywhere near, like, League 2, I think it is, or even the com- the old conference, um, you've got to have a specific accreditation. Um and you can't just just rock up as much as what like you have in the past or something where you can just rock up and do your own thing. I think many you've got to become a be part of an agency, which you have become a part of. Um, in terms of clients, I've not really had much rejection, but I have been told that you know when your things like oh your prices are too high, so we can't go with you. I would class that as a bit of rejection. And at first, it used to really bother us, really really bother us. Um, where I'd be like, all right, well. Fuck you then, like, ta-ra, piss off, I didn't care, don't need you anyways, you know what I mean, like, I'll find more work, you know what I mean, I didn't need you. Brush it off, yeah. Brush it off, I, but like, and it used to really, gripe was just saying, well, why am I not getting picked for, what am I doing wrong, like, sitting there, sitting in the house and, like, a a jealous teenager when I see someone else do it, um, but yeah, I've I've just kind of just, I've just kind of just dealt with it, to be honest with you, and. Um, I know we'll go into it later on in the podcast how to deal with it appropriately and properly but just as you get a bit more experienced and a bit more older and a bit more wiser and it sounds terrible but you just kind of learn to brush it off and be like alright fair enough then um, if you want to go someone cheaper that's fine you might not get the best result not like I'll be saying this because it sounds a bit salty but I always seem to think that well if they're going to go with someone who is cheaper then they're not, may, they may not get the best results it's uh, not yeah. always the case you know what I mean so 
I think rejection's healthy though. To if uh, sorry, I mean, if I think rejection's healthy though, because if you go into a gig and you're constantly saying yes, you're gonna get over overconfident, and then eventually when one does knock you back, it's gonna knock you for six, and you'll feel a bit lost, you feel a bit out of place, and you'll be like, I've never experienced this before. It's like when you when you're an unbeaten team and you get beat for the first time. It's like what do you do? So I think rejection for me, is, it's bad, but it's also quite good. Yeah, definitely, mate. I suppose in like any walk of life, if you get rejected, whether it's for a job opportunity or if you, I don't know, like in any situation, like it, I suppose it depends how you can like bounce back from it purely, whether you really take it to heart. I suppose it depends how badly you wanted like a particular, like whether it's a job or a, like a, if you're doing a particular event of a, if it's a musician, you want to photograph, like do the photography style of videography. It's a musician you love and you want to be part of that experience and then you get rejected and you kind of think, oh, it would have been amazing. And then, again, it depends how you can um, adapt to it because I suppose throughout life you're going to reject at some point. You can't, like you say, you can't go through everything like amazing and then all of a sudden like, you're going to have to experience it at some point to see whether you can learn from it, know what to do next time if another opportunity comes up. Or if, if again, yeah, if, if it's... If, in sometimes in hindsight, if you do get rejected, then it, it could turn out to be one of the better things going for you because you could something would come up and you realize that like, something could go wrong at this event or whatever, and you think it's probably a good job I didn't go to that because of this. This is a reason happened, you know. Um, but yeah, I think you've just got to experience it and then um, see how you cope from that because you know, you, you it would be great to have everything like all the gigs you want to do, and you know, if that was the case, then. It'll be everyone would love to do this if that was the case, but you've got I think there's gonna be some events where you do get knocked back. It may sting at the time. Um, but hopefully it might give you the push to find different avenues. Like you say, you mentioned accreditation. Um, you might have to look to other avenues to be able to acquire that to get where you want to be. Um you might say you might be fuming at first, but um, it, may, it may work out in the end, you just never know. Have you been told no by anyone recently? Like, have you just, like, not you saying no to them? Have you, has someone come to you and was like, uh, aye, thanks, but no thanks? Um, well, not, not so much I, I thought was ever going to be, like, a guaranteed thing. Far from it. It was a case of just, you know, you put your name out there and hope for the best. And if it doesn't come off, then you just know where you stand, I suppose. I think, like, as an example, um, on the back of doing the two concerts at the stadium last year, we had um, Pink and Beyonce separately this year, and I thought, trip me head like be hat in the ring to say like, oh well, you know, I've done them last year. Why not see if there's an opportunity to do them again? Because obviously I had, I had good fun doing it. it. Was it was a blast? And I thought, oh, well, why don't we just see if we can do the opportunity again? Spoke to the the, the people involved with it, and it was car was kind of like, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Because I mean, I kind of put it out there quite early before anything had been majorly confirmed. It was more thrown in early knowing that oh we will have concerts this year i don't know who it is but if there is opportunity there i'd be more than happy to do it again if the opportunity arises and as time got on uh the people who obviously be pink and beyonce got confirmed and as the weeks were passing it was kind of like i'm not hearing anything so i thought i'd just do a follow-up email to see if it's if the opportunity is either available or whatever and it was kind of like yeah we're still waiting for year b and c to be confirmed we'll let you know and it just didn't like materialize to be like 
told like over response like no it's not happening sorry we've got someone else in or just whatever like nothing came of it so it was kind of like oh well like you know it is what it is sort of thing rather like to be told like flat out no um like you know in, in courtesy you might have thought i might get a response to basically be told no we're going a different direction or whatever which would have been fine and i'd have understood so when you don't hear from me you're just like oh well so I've been I found out this way because I was getting like up to the run of the the concert and I'm as I'm thinking it's getting quite close here. I'm not hearing anything, so is that going to be a last minute thing or? So yeah, it was just one of those things. You just think, oh well, wasn't it be? But at the same time, I can at least say, well, I, I had the opportunity last year. You know, it was fantastic. It's always going to be on the CV. So if anything in the future comes across, whether it's you know, here or a different venue, or God knows where, you can always say, oh, well, I've done this, you know, so just a case of how you adapt to it and just whether you, you know, it is, it's one of them, you just either it is where it is, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, those are the kind of ones that I know, those are the kind of, like, rejections I don't like is when they say it, you're like, I will see, we'll let you know if, um, when we've got something and then you have to chase and then... You're like, and then they go, oh no, sorry, we, we no, we think we do, we think we have something for you. We'll let you know when you know closer to time. And it, it's it's baiting you a little bit, and it's kind of, I think it's, I think it's bad crack. Like I'd rather be told flat out, yes or no, and I, I get that some places, um, can won't really know until maybe even like a couple of weeks before the concert's supposed to start when they've got everything in place and they've got like the allocation offered to you know to media. Yeah. But then at the same time, I would I would fully expect a follow up email to be like, "Hi, I'm really sorry. It's it's been a while. Um, sadly, we've allocated all our media passes. Um, sorry if it's bad news. Maybe we'll, we'll keep you in touch. Maybe for the next time." And that you know, I mean, that's it's closure for me. It's like, oh, well, it's a bit sad, but you know, at least they've reached out. And it, that that happened to me at Great North Run. Like I remember Great North Run. Uh, I, I know one of well, I knew one of the the guys who did the PR there, and he. He dropped us a DM and I was like, "Look, um, are you doing the Great North Run yes, like on that year? I think it was the year leading up to COVID." And I was like, "I don't know because there's a lot of things going on at the minute." Um, but you know, what, what do you need anything from me in terms of like some fresh content, or do you need anything that he's like, "Oh, we're just looking for people to just chip in to on the Great North Run day with cameras and stuff." And I'm like, "All right, okay, well, I don't mind doing that." And like, great, we'll put you on the on the list. You know, the the, the dreaded old list. Uh, and we'll be in touch when we need you, and that never happened because obviously COVID happened. But yeah. I, I generally think that 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 call would have never have came. Um, but it, it is sad. It's just I just I do appreciate that some companies and even football clubs, professional ones like Sunland, you know, they just don't have the time to simply sit and email every media person to say no, sorry. But just even I would imagine with gigs, like that, it's a very select few photographers that they would be in dialogue with. So that's the kind of thing that would annoy me if I didn't if I knew it would be a small pool and I didn't quite get an email to say, really sorry, we've we've we filled the slots. Um sorry if we you know, sorry if we led you on anything like that. Hopefully we'll have you back when there's another concert or we'll be in touch or drop us an email to see if there's any spaces, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I I think like you say, I, I bear just to put it that bear no like no grudge or ill will those involved far from it they say i think you, you write it to small common courtesy if you think that you know you've spoken to them not just about concerts or whatever you've spoken to a lot more just like about general stuff really so you feel you've got a bit of a 
better rapport than just being like someone from the outside pinging an email. You'd, you'll know a little bit more about them. So I think you're more likely to remember, oh, yeah, or that. again, you know, when you there's probably a billion things on a the list they've got to check off before they come around and send an email to me, which I get, you know. I'm not like daft. I think I should be priority. But I think if you know you're working your way down a list of things, right, have we got this covered, got that covered? Impossibly made a joggy memory to see, oh, we should have um, maybe he's responded to these people are say, we've either got too many people, we can't offer any more slots or whatever. It's just nice to be tall. I mean, I'd rather, like, with me, I'd rather be just tall. Like you see, it's black and white, it's a yes or no. Yeah. You don't have to, like, dance around or think, oh, I don't want to tell him sort of thing. I appreciate it being told no. Yeah. Um, at least I know where I stand rather having the what if, you know, is it going to happen? And I feel I have to again, I have to chase because there's no worse me when someone's said, oh, here's an opportunity and they go silent on you and you're feeling you're having to be the awkward one having to chase and you think, I feel crap for that. I've got to do it for the third time. I've got to ask now. Yeah. You feel you're probably awkward, you know, when really all you're doing is just wanting to confirm is it still on or whatever. And again, nothing wrong with that, but there's that awkwardness where you feel like, oh, I'm pestering this person. They're going to think, fuck, he's on my case every two minutes. Here, yeah. you know? But really, you're just trying to get your you know, house in order, make sure your calendar's all sorted and stuff. Um, it would just be nice to be told, you know, I can't say everyone appreciates being told uh, no at certain things, but no. for me, I'd rather just be like, at least I know where I stand. So, all right, I'm not going to be doing this. Now I've got that time free. I could be going elsewhere rather even being asked for other things. Oh, can you do this? Well, I would, but I'm hanging on for a decision from elsewhere. Yeah. And, and if you get told, no, oh, I'm free. They're like, well, too late. Be yes, you know, so it's, it's just, it's just nice to know where you stand really most of the time. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I definitely think that kind of like, yes or no, black and white stuff, because then it could have a on effect, couldn't it? Like you were just mentioning there, like if you've got two or three gigs lined up around the same time as, when that concert is and you're telling them, I have to wait, you have to wait, you have to wait, they're eventually going to go, well, fuck this, I can't be asked to wait, um, and they'll go with someone else. But how have you dealt with rejection? Like, have you ever have you ever had, like, a point where you've, I don't know if it's a photo shoot or if it's a gig or a potential kind of job opportunity almost, and you've just kind of went, like, you thought, you, you thought you, you, your foot was over the line and then they kind of went, no. Yeah, and it, it obviously it's either knocked you back or it's give you a little bit of confidence. Either you know, either way, um, how have you dealt with it if you've had to suffer from it? I think probably the, the most recent one, where it's kind of I wouldn't say been a blessing and a way. Maybe it is what I needed to know to think right. I need to get off my ass and start pushing myself to the next thing. So I may, I may have told the story before, but. Obviously, having the access last season, you know, how amazing that was. It just felt like the weeks were flying by. Um, so as you get like quite comfortable going in on a match day and, you know, you see all the, the staff who are working within the media team and uh, the staff are obviously employed by the club, usual hello and greeting was great. And then you get accustomed to that because you feel like you're part of, like, you know, the furniture there, all the, like everything that's going, all the busyness. Um, and I think as, as the time went on, was just natural to just rock up at the stadium, you know, all gear walking in, no issue getting in, no problem. And um, I think it was obviously the Watford game at the end of last season, um, getting like basically getting an email a, a day or so before, or at least something that was in the week run up to the game. So I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, it's, it's the last um, 
going to be the last game of the season or so. Uh, and then getting an email from the club internally, basically saying like due to the um, major demand of the game, um, only officially accredited um, media can attend to this. So it was kind of like you know you you've you already got your sights pinned and thinking oh it's going to be you know looking forward to this you know mm-hmm. it's coming towards the season big crowd yeah. all that um, and then just the wind got knocked out of your sails just like oh. <laughs> like because there was literally nothing I could do um, you know and it's just kind of like do I just follow up on it and just to say is it, is, is it still fine no one it was pretty much ninety nine percent certain that it was going to be. Um, like closed door mm-hmm. um but yeah i got it was like from going from being there every week and doing me thing and you know whoever needed to see the photos in the club to use and all that was great and like i said just went from that to being the door slammed shut and i just thought oh, i've been here all season you know i don't see what difference it gave me but i thought well if that's the case um I don't think actually it might be the Millwall game. Sorry, but it was either Watford or Millwall. But anyway, nonetheless, I was I just went to the game as normal because I went with my son and we sat in the crowd. And I'm expecting like you know from seeing the email to like oh it's going to be like well packed here it must be like you know, a high game. Um, and you know I'm looking around the place and there's barely anyone there who would be there. So I'm going, oh, what difference would it have made? You know. So I'm kind of trying to watch the game in one eye, trying to see, you know, for us to win, to sneak into the playoffs. But at the same time, I'm just feeling a bit deflated. Like, I think it was the game um, Patrick Roberts scored a, a brilliant curl oh, on yeah. corner. And every, I, I'm in the East stand and everyone around is obviously going berserk. And normally I would just, if I'm with me mates in the South West corner, you just get up, you fall over each other, you, you're going berserk, it's just limbs everywhere. Where that, I just kind of just sat there. My son was going berserk, but I just kind of just stood up and applauded. But I wasn't like in any way like what I would normally be like. Yeah. So I was kind of still part of, like, of the rejection. <laughs> I was a bit deflated. So um, don't get us wrong, it was still nice of us to, you know, equalize in the last minute. But um, it just kind of like, I don't know, it kind of didn't make sense to us. But at the same time, I understood, you know, it's one of the things you've got to just, you know, it's, it's not just all about me. It's, there's a bigger picture here. Um, and then obviously from that it led into the, uh, the playoff game against Luton, not again same situation. So to deal with the rejection, I thought right, season's coming into an end now, and I need to start looking about to see if there's any particular agencies out there locally, because obviously we're, there's a lot of photographers cover the northeast, so it's, it's going to be like it's a small pool to kind of be like getting and see what you can. I go from there really so um, it gave us like the push to go beyond that and see if I could find anyone who could take us under the wing and then you know see what will happen from there and it worked out all right um it was just a weird story how you know you go on Twitter and there's a section where it says like people who you may know or something or accounts to suggest to follow I can't remember where it says word for word but it was something like that and um it was just one in particular I came up, I just clicked click follow, thought nothing of it, and just kind of just working my way down, like just I don't know whoever. And then like within probably about a minute, like um, a private message come up, basically saying, um, like hi Ross, thanks for following. Initially, I thought it was one of those like automated messages where sometimes hi. usually follow. It's like hi, thanks for following. Like and I just thought nothing. Like, I kind of 
didn't look at it at first. I just kind of opened it and kind of minimised. I thought, oh, what's that saying? Um, brought her back up. And within a quick conversation, uh, it was a case of, like, just quickly follow me. Like, so he gives a call, spoke to the guy at the agency, and we just hear it off straight away, just asking what I've been doing, am I part of anything? I'm just like, no, I'm actually looking for an agency to take it to that next level, you know? Um, and lo and behold, it's all been, like, it's all gone good so far and ready for the, the first game on Saturday, hopefully. I'm just still waiting for me accreditation <laughs> to be confirmed at this very stage. But, bit, uh, bit twitchy, are you? Oh, probably, yeah. I'm just, like, again, waiting for that, uh, you know, panic, because until, I think tomorrow's probably the last day until I hear something. So, as of right now, while we're recording this, I haven't heard a single thing. <laughs> so, um, but if it goes ahead, it'll be great, because I'll be back at the stadium doing the um, pre-season again against Mallorca under this agency where I've had to really knuckle down in terms of learning new ways to work and new programs I have to go through and um, like contact sheets and like code and everything I've had to like really swat up over the past um, few weeks to learn but it, that's the, the rejection side of last season is give us the, the push I need to really take it on and then I've been obviously in dialogue with a lot of other local photographers obviously you mentioned last week we finished the um our podcast speaking to scott um scott's a photographer who covers like the hartlepool area i guess he also causes covers um sun as well just kind of getting into the the networking of that part of who else we've got around here in the northeast and i can say there's been a, some quality blokes i mean you'll know yourself after some of the feedback we've had off the podcast it's been mental in it it's been like when you hear that and you can you know there's people kind of doing this similar to what we're doing they can gravitate to what we're seeing and everything it's just you know it's it's getting about the networking and then hopefully we'll get a chance to meet up with these guys in the future across various games in the northeast and the like but yeah it's that rejection side really pushed us to do this for this new season because i thought i don't I've, I've got nowhere else to go and on the back of that um one of the guys within the agency here He's also listening to this as well. Uh, he was going to give me the heads up about the National League accreditation, which I've obviously fallen on to you today. Yeah. Because, um, again, I, I thought, is there going to be more to it? But it was relatively straightforward what you need. And I thought, well, there's going to come a time over the course of the season where, you know, someone aren't playing or they're playing away or there could be like a national break where it's more conference-based teams you know, it could be Hartlepool, Gateshead, Shields at home or something, change of scenery, something different. Um, it's always worth having that as well as a backup to do something else. Um, so I've applied for that and I'm just waiting for that to come through too. So, yeah, it's all been relatively busy. Rejection's part of the game. Yeah. It just depends how you can come back and how you, how you learn from it, really. Yeah, no, I agree. Um for me, I know I mentioned it quite quite briefly. Like when like when when you get knocked back, like like job wise, you, you always get knockbacks because sometimes you just you just not a fit for the job, and that's part and parcel of life. Um, but with like photography and videography, there's always going to be a case where someone's just that little bit better than you, or yeah. even like I mentioned, that little bit more cheaper than you. Um, and for me, I always used to take, like I said, I used to be quite bitter about getting a knockback and be quite like salty towards, you know, people like, oh, well, look at the, the quality there, it's shite and stuff like that. And it's, that's not the best, that's definitely not the, the best practice, but 
that's when I'm early into my career, you know, with this. But as you, I mentioned, you get older, you get wiser, you get more smart. And you think, well, no, that's fine. Look, you, you, it's your decision at the end of the day. I'm not, I can't force you to to pick me. You know, I've, I've showed me portfolio. You've got me show reels. Um, it's it's just down to you to to make the decision. Really, I can't force you. And if it, if I'm not the right person, then that's fine. Um, good luck, all the best. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's a nice way to be about it. But if at the same time, on the flip side, if they're being utter twats, then you have every right to be. A bit of an arse because it's like well oh you, you sorry um hang on two minutes mate we'll cut this part out <laughs> i dare you leave it in uh what was i saying oh yes yeah, so but on the flip side if they're being an arse, you can be not a major arse, but you can just, you know, throw it back. You know what I mean? If they're throwing it at you, like saying, I, uh, you, you're shite anyways. And you're like, oh, okay, fair enough. Well, good luck next time. You know, because I'm not coming back to you. You know what I mean? If, if, if you know, if you've been working for a client all of a sudden, the, the, this is the thing I've noticed, a trend is, um, you know, you'd be working with a client. There's your favourite word again, mate. Um, a retainer. <laughs> a retainer client and then the management changes you know for a fact you're the, you're going to be one of the first things a budget looks at you know for a fact marketing guarantee you marketing is one of the first budgets that someone who knew would come and go don't need that don't need that don't need that don't need that do it in-house do that in-house do that in-house and it's like i remember when i used to do like product reviews when i used to have my running channel and it used to be great because the person i, I spoke to was really nice and was like yeah we we'll love what you're doing you're very formative informative if i give you a couple bits of feedback then they changed it it dried up um so for me it's always been aware that things will change they could change at a flip of a coin or click at a finger you know what i mean you can't just live solely on that retainer um, because things could change and how you deal with that kind of rejection where they say thanks for all your work but we're going to move on you could be a bit like fucking hell that was a bit abrupt like all right uh cheers or you could be like thank you very much for the opportunity i appreciate your time and and hours spent with us um look if you need us on a, on a freelance basis you know where to find me and some companies are quite good like that. Some are just like, oh, I was going to do it in-house on an iPhone, which is not a bad thing. But if, you know, if you've got like an intern who doesn't know what they're doing, um, then it could, you know, it could bounce back into the face, you know, it could blow back into the face. Oh, but yeah. I mean, just with you touch upon like the iPhone situation, I've kind of like, at first I was thinking, kind of not so much bother as I would, like, not as if I was to sleep this night so far from it. Like that extreme, but like, there would be like, if I'm, you know, pottering about in the city, and if there's like opportunity coming, think oh, I could, I could help. You know, someone's socials here with a few photos or whatever. It's been like a couple of businesses where I've, you know, I've stuck my head through the door, or if I've been there, if I'm having food or whatever. Uh, and I've just brought it up, um, and it's kind of like, yeah, we've already got someone who, who comes in for us, and I'm like, they do it on the phone, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, really. <laughs> I know the whole thing now is obviously with like TikToks and the like, but I'm like, 
you could really improve your socials better with you know like an actual camera than pissing about with your phone and stuff yeah and i get it you know these business they're all local so whether they've got an abundance of cash side to improve the thing um you know that, that remains to be seen but like i just think like there's some like for me there's been times where i thought i don't mind actually if i have to do this like as a freebie just to get the foot in the door with them and then see if they if they like it then we can go from there yeah but there's been a few times where I've kind of put that question. It's like, oh, no, it's fine. Don't worry. I've got someone who comes in and does it on the phone. And I'm like, eh? you know, you've got prime spot here in the city, whether it's down the seafront or in a slap bang in the city centre. I've got a great view where the frequent customer all the time. And I'm like going like, well, well fucking, if that's the case, and just like, as long as if you're like trying to look for excuse, because if you're saying, oh, we've got somebody who does it on the phone, like it's... <laughs> I'd rather be told no and yeah. not hear that side of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be told, oh, yeah, someone does it on the phone, we're good, because that's going to make us like, well, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> if I, if you want it, if that's the case, then fuck it, like, Jesus. But so that side of rejection where it's not so much like, oh, I'm like, you know, down about, it's it's more like the, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, not so, not so much I'm sitting here like being insulted by it, but I'm just thinking like, I'm, it's more in reaction to this thing, like, you could be doing a lot better with, you know, this like, this sort of like ways of doing it to make your, you know, business stand out. You know, like for example, if it's a restaurant, you think if it's a particularly nice part of the city, you can throw the drone in the mix. You can, you know, you can do a number of version of short content, like 20, 30 second videos, just to cover like at least a week or two, if not more, like of the social videos and that to advertise people to come in because. There's a lot of like places that rely on just taking pho photographs on the phones. I'm like, you know, if it was me and I had a particular business, I want my business to thrive. And I think like anywhere you look on Instagram or whichever form of social media, and if you go to a particular calf restaurant, bar, you name it, if their photos, everything are on point and they've got great visuals of like the setting and where you can sit and the like, if it looks top, you know, top end, you're more likely to go, I want to go there. It's the new place. Everyone's raving about us. We'll we'll check it out, rather than someone who's half arsed and it's like dodgy angled. You know, can't basic edits and art on the phone. You're more likely to go. I'll get around to going there eventually one day or something. It's night and day. You know, you want to if you want to boost your business. That's mm -hmm. like so you have to sit there and be like rejected again. Like going back to it, I'd rather be just be told. Um, no, it's fine. We've, we've got someone who does it, but don't tell us if they're doing it on the phone. <laughs> because if I if I'm already if I've already checked the profile, I can tell it's on a phone. And they say no, I'm likely to go. So what what they're doing? Because I'm like you know nosy in that respect, or you know, if they're using anything like a particular piece of equipment or whatever, just you know just engage the conversation. But as soon as I hear the phone, I'm just like, oh fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's just, it's just one of those things. I think for me, I mentioned it. You know, dealing with with rejection can either be a good thing or a bad thing um i think if you allow it to be a bad thing then then you're just gonna have to just take on the chin that there's gonna you're gonna get rejected more than once but i would for me i'm the kind of person that would be if i get rejected or you know you get like if it's done in a sly way you've say put your your name in the hat and they don't even tell you that and you see work getting done it's kind of thinking all right well i'm motivated now right if you're gonna be like this i'm gonna i'm gonna you know i'm gonna go out there and show you what you're missing out on i'm gonna go out there and be better than what you're doing and i'm gonna you know feel the fire it, it feels the fire for me these days it does anyways where i'll look at stuff and go 
nah, I'm nah, you, this is shite. This I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking use this as fuel to get out there, do different things with me editing, do different things with me photography, and just show a, a club, a event, a client, or a restaurant. And be like, you've really you've dropped the ball with this one. Um, that that's how I deal with it anyways. But do you think that like? Do you think I've just mentioned there? Like, do you think personally that as is rejection? I know it's seen as a negative thing, but can you see it as a as a way as a good thing for you or just for anyone that's wanting to get started? Because I think for anyone getting started, rejection is quite like a not a taboo word, but a very negative word. Where if you get rejected, that's it, game over. You can't do it anymore, and you put your accounts on the back burner, and you just you know you go back to living day to day. Do you think it could be a good thing? And if it is, why? It has to be a good thing in a way. I mean, as again, I go back. I think it depends how you approach it, because you can't go through just if you're purely focused on photography. There's going to be any situation, like and I talk from a physical person, someone's rejection outright. You might go on and do and want to do landscape outside, and the rain's going to reject you. So not having it, get back inside. Like conditions are shite, you know. So you're going to be it's, you're going to get rejected. It doesn't matter if it be a person. It could be the weather. It could yeah. Be anything you've just got to like you know not so all see all the positives from rejection but you've got to basically just you know take a step back and think right why did i get rejected is it because down to the experience or is it down to the gear i've got is it down to you know other factors um you know there's going to be like i say before there's going to be some situations that are going to hurt more being rejected because you might have thought you were nailed on to get something and it's obviously been just you know the rug's being pulled from underneath you you weren't expecting and it's going to be you know smart for a bit but i think again you have to experience rejection form in this i think with photography some days you you could be the most planned and thought out person gears everything ready to go and then a curveball can come from nowhere and you know it could be a right ruin your day type of thing i just suppose it depends if you're you know not saying everyone has to be mentally strong from it far from it, but i think it just depends how you can cope with that and then you know try and see it as maybe it's like oh well it wasn't to be it's gone to this other person who's there's been many opportunities for myself me where i thought oh i'd love to have done you know this particular event or something and i've been told no we're going with this direction and it's like a production company of like you know multiple people with more gear and more rig and everything like that and i'm like oh well to be fair Maybe I'll st- take a stand back now. It's more wishful thinking on my part. I thought I was going to get maybe it's that position where yeah. this particular production crew is their full time thing, so they're not relying on me having to do it on an evening or a weekend or take a day off to do it. Um, it's just one of those things. You're just going to have to be real with yourself and think. Maybe you know you've you've gone in it too early. That you maybe don't have that experience or have like the the backing of a production team or anything like that to take you to that level. You've got to just sometimes just be realistic and think, oh, well, it wasn't to be. Maybe it's in years to come. The more I do this, doors may open for opportunities to come working with a team where we can get to these particular venues or whatever. You know, it's just a bit of a case of just buying your time and for all it might have been great at the time, you've just got to move on from it again. Going back to those concerts, they've obviously passed now. It, you know, would have been kind of to do them, but I'm not sitting here like months on end going, oh, yeah. I still want to see Beyonce and all this, you know. It's just one of those things you just like, right, okay, it wasn't a B, move on, season's coming up, see where it goes from there, and then you know, you just gotta take it head on. Yeah, I think um 
it is one of those things we've just got to knuckle down and crack on with it because life can't just life won't stop because you got rejected life has to move on and it's the same when you get like let go from a job whether it's a, a you know, you get dismissed or you leave because of one one thing or another. Um, like for me, when I left me my old job, it was for mental health reasons. Um, so I, I recognize the fact that I have to do something about it. And um, I'm sure we'll talk about like a mental health episode at some point. But, you know, for me, knowing that, you know, my mental checklist was going off, um, well, my me men, me mental health radar was going off, knowing that I have to do something about it or else... I'm going to be unwell again. That's the kind of thing you have to be aware of as well. Like if you're if you're really unhappy with how things are going, um, and you know, and, and rejection's one of the main reasons why, then just take a step back and have a breather because the world moves on and you're going to have to move on with it eventually. But it's not it's not the end. Like do you know what I mean? Like if you get told no once, it's it's definitely not the end. For me, I mentioned it. Use it as fire. You said it there. Get your head down. Look at the avenues to say, well, maybe I can't really specialize in. Uh, family portraits maybe i should really divulge into say garden photography uh, or wildlife photography um is there a thing i can do where i can make calendars or do you know what i mean like there's always at all cliche of when one door closes another one will open and i'm a big believer of that where yeah. I, I honestly i'm a big believer of that like so you know one door closes and another one opens you know some things happen for a reason um so it's just, I I think for me, I always take away, if, if something bad happens and it's from a Batman film, is why do we fall so we can learn to pick ourselves back up? So that's why I always, if I get knocked back and it's a big one, I always think back and say, right, well, it has to get worse before it gets better. Pick yourself up, go again. So for me, that's, rejections, it, it can be used as a good thing, as I said, it, you know, it could be used to fuel a fire almost. Um... You're right in saying that. We're just again going just on a side note from what you just said there. Like, there was an opportunity last year, I think it was early last year, where um, I got asked to go into a restaurant in the city centre to do some like promotional stuff for their new menu and the like. And I was like, oh, well, it's something I've never done. Why not give it a go? Because you watch all the videos of like product photography and the like. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, how hard could it be? Mm-hmm. But when I into it, I was fine with. What, what we did and everything but then i you, when you you come away from it from the experience and then you start looking at these other people who specialize that's their thing and i thought i'm getting no real like satisfaction from this compared to when you do the sport and the like it's just like it was one of those things where you say oh, I'll, I'll just give it a go and i try and i came away with thinking nah it's not for me there's other people who i know of who do this like a lot more than i do I'm kind of like insulting them, you know, the, for how good they they are compared to what I'm doing. Uh, and literally just this week, I got asked by another um, a business within the city, asking like, you know, if I'd be interested in doing something like similar to what I did before. And I just point blank went, look, um, I'm not going to waste your time. However, you know, so it was me dealing pushing the rejection of someone else, which obviously had its own nice thing to do for me. But I came like in a positive spinner and say, look, um, it's not for me. Um, I've tried it before. I'll be honest with you. I'd rather you speak to these people who I can recommend, and you can check out their socials. And if something ticks, like, you know, catches your eye for what they do, then get in touch with them and just say I, I recommended you. Um, so you, you can push the rejection back either way if that's the case because sometimes you get asked to do 
certain things you might not be comfortable with or you know you could be getting asked to do all sorts and you're going to come across stuff you know you, you, you i mean i get asked to do like the, like the, the baby photo shoots ages ago and i was like you know not a maternal person like for, for, like you know i've obviously got my son and stuff but i've never yeah. around like like babies and everything they're just like oh it's not for me so to be like do be in that atmosphere where you see professional like portrait photographers who have like dedicated studios for newborns and the like it just i was way out of your comfort zone and it wasn't one of those things where you've got to step out of your comfort zone to see you know to go for it it could be you know a great thing i just knew through that process it wasn't going to be for me so sometimes you'll get requests come through and messages saying would you do this it's worth after a while if you know yourself that it's just not going to be something you're going to enjoy getting involved with the creative side of it it's always worth pushing the rejection back and just say look it's not for me but at least you can either recommend someone else or if you want just point blank say no i'm not going to do it because of these reasons you know so don't be afraid to reject back if that is the case if there's one bit of uh, advice there yeah definitely I, I definitely agree i think embrace being rejected let let it let it sit for a little bit let you know you know use it but don't dwell on it too much because it's just it's it's part of life i think um i think many out there have had a job interview and have been told no so it's just, it's almost the same thing really i mean the difference is you you know with the job you get paid more <laughs> depending on well depending on how good you are um but it's just kind of just like just embrace it crack on um and know that there will be other opportunities out there so it's just it's just a case of working on your brand working on your photography working on different things that you've never really tried before um that that's for, for me anyways for for to just why it could be a good thing so i'll put a hypothetical question out for you just what would be your ultimate rejection like what would really knock you back for six like if you got approached by say a insert whatever dream gig you've got and you've like jumped hoops you've passed interview processes you've passed checks and right the, the last minute they went actually ross we're, we're not going to go through with it um we're really sorry and they closed the door what how, how what would be that and how would you think you would deal with it i think it's like safe to say there's like no illusions the idea of you know the thing I gravitate the most within our city, obviously our football club. And if like the opportunity ever came up to a position would be available for whether it's full time photographer or working alongside me or doing anything kind of that way. It doesn't feel like work, it just feels like you go on there and you have fun doing what you're doing because you're kinda showcasing your talent to get, you know, to the wider audience of your city and you know you're from the city, you know what it's all about and I think if that like, opportunity did come about and you see you get to that, go through the stages and you think that you're on the cusp of potentially something more life-changing because, you know, for me, I've been in the same job coming up like, what, 20 years now? And I'd say it was like a freaking lifetime. But I, so you kind of get like stuck in that rut. And I think if you want to, you know, you only get one chance really of doing something you may uh, like to enjoy for the future, if that opportunity did come and you thought, I'm, I'm could be you know it could be life-changing here could be doing something i love and then you see at the last second sorry we're going with someone else i think it'll be really like deflating it would mm-hmm. um i think if you say for the being maybe another club or whatever you probably wouldn't you'd be like all right okay 
I can always another opportunity may come up. But I think if it's for the club you love, I think that's where it would hurt more because. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know if the club have a, whether it's you know most clubs have a policy. It's better employ someone who's not from directly within or supports the team because sometimes your passion can kind of take over compared to you know if you were saying for me if, if I don't know if, if freaking Leicester or someone asked would you be interested I've got no ties at all there so it's not going to be as you know you probably, you probably would see it as a job type of thing but yeah. you still do something I think love where I think if it's for your home um, your city team I think you would probably take it a lot more to heart in a way but so again it depends if it was always what it was cracked out to be you might get through the interview stage and think you know it's not what I thought it was going to be so I suppose it depends on the situation but um yeah I think for me it would probably hurt for a bit but then you might you'd like to think you know it's not a closed door something might come up in the future or you could come away from that and you know take stock of it and think right I might have to go elsewhere and either work my way up and get the experience or go somewhere to a different club who's offering that opportunity and then you know you could flourish somewhere else and then you might just think it wasn't meant to be for where I thought it was going to go but I'm actually loving where I'm at somewhere else now I think I got that um, I put that teaser the day was it last weekend um, on LinkedIn I popped up seeing jobs recommended in your in your area <laughs> it was like, it was like photographer for Newcastle United I was like Oh, this is going to go down well. So I thought, right, I'll just take a quick screenshot and put on socials just to see what reaction I got and the amount of grief. <laughs> I go in there and the messages and stuff seeing like, because I put that up first and obviously my next slide basically said like, look, I'm only joking. It's obviously not going to happen, nor would I want to apply for it because it'll probably just be, it'll be just too awkward. Um, you know, first and foremost, being a Southern fan, you know, but... Um, yeah, I got not so much abuse, but a lot of people were like, when they checked the first slide, they were like, I'm so disappointed in you. How could you do this? Don't show your face in the stadium ever again, that type of stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Jesus. Like, and then they flick the next screen. Oh, sorry, mate, I've just seen the next slide. Well. <laughs> Take it all back. Um, so, yeah, it's like, if that was kind of presented to you, saying, would you get involved with the opposing, like, your team, you just got no affiliation with you can't stand most of the time what do you do you know it's i'd like to think if an opportunity arises, i probably would say no if all it could be potentially life-changing i think i just couldn't see myself going into work that place being like all sound i think it would just send us insane <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i think i think that if yeah if you went if you did that Imagine the backlash you would have got if you went like actually well, went through. There's that as well. I mean, I mean, just the idea. Imagine going from seeing all me, me feed all being red and white to this, and all of a sudden it's like I'm, I'm pleased to announce I'm working for Newcastle United. Where we do this, although it's a dream job, because you, you'd have to be careful what you say. Because I think there was what there was a, a, a journalist got allocated, like a Newcastle supporting journalist. I don't know if it was from Hartlepool or whatever, and he got tasked with doing the covering Sunderland. And I remember that the, the Southern fans and eventually got him like kicked off from doing that because they thought he couldn't be uh, like neutral about it. So I think very quick on both sides, you, I'd probably get hit from all angles. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think we, we don't want to mack him in here, and obviously think, oh, turn cold going that way. So it just wouldn't be worth the aggro for all you're trying to do, something you enjoy doing, 
Um, it just, yeah, it just probably wouldn't sit right with me. Some people can do that and switch off. Yeah. Me, it would be very hard to do it. Well, I mean, the question you asked me, mate, how, how, how would you deal with that in your situation? Before I answer that, I'll make a confession. I put my name in the hat for this, for that Newcastle job. Yeah. <laughs> right? And do you know what it is, right? Allegiances with my team had nothing to do with it, right? I couldn't give a flying monkeys if people were like, don't you dare show up a scene in my life ever again. I'd be like, well, I will, because what are you going to do? Are you going to kick me head in? Good one. Um... Right, for what it's worth, if, you, if you've if you got pitchforks ready, it's not me, it's Michael, right? Yeah, the one with glasses, right? But hear us out, right? Before I answer that question, hear us out, right? My dream job is to work for a professional sports team, right? So if a, a club, Newcastle included, went, Briggsy, we love what you do, we want it for Newcastle, would you come join us? I'd be like, yes, absolutely. Long as you don't allow, like, if you think my son and background's gonna get in the way. And now the Newcastle fans are like, hey, can I hire a Macamignon, man? No, you can't do that, man. I couldn't give a, I couldn't give a toss, right? Well, to be honest, mate, there's a lot of Newcastle supporting people who are employed by our club. Now, you, you would think so, places. by the number of pitches I've seen, Jesus Christ, yeah, obsessed. So, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's been many a talk. I see there's certain people who work behind the scenes who are Newcastle fans, so it can go both ways. It can, it yeah, but it as a job, so. for me, it's like I'd be doing something I really enjoy doing. Like, I'd be in that full-time environment. I'd be in that professional environment. I'd be, be I'd be better of myself than I already am. And I like I know Newcastle fans who would be like, ah, you're still a Macam, but I'd, I'd, I'd want you to do it. Like, Ross at, at, at Morbeth, like, if you got that job, um, I'd you know I'd I'd shake your hand and say good luck because you deserve it. So that for me is it wasn't a case of like oh I'm just putting my name in the hat because of the sake of it and I'm gonna have bands with the Newcastle fans. No, it was the fact that I saw a good opportunity, which very 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 rarely comes about for our sector of work, including yeah. photography as well. Um, so for me it wasn't it was literally put everything I've got like from your history, behind it was it was a pure professional and career-driven decision to put my name on the hat. Whether I get it, I don't know. Um, probably not because of the background. But, you know, if I ever get an opportunity to work for a big club like that, um, and I'm, I know it, it, people are saying, big club, what the fuck are you talking about? You're a They're all big clubs for me. Someone's a big club, Newcastle's a big club, not so much Borough. But, like, I say things like this, working for a, a professional environment for me is why I want to do it. So I just thought I'd put it in there. To answer your no, question, I mean, to, no, to be fair, me like with you, you're saying if you have gone for it, obviously that's breaking news to me. But uh, <laughs> I didn't know if I should say it or not, though. Because <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, from my standpoint, I'm I'm, I'm sure I hope you, you know, if, if that's obviously what you want to do, doesn't matter who it is. Like, I would never be like, oh, he's got a job at the mag sort of thing. For me, I, it's obviously I know we spoke about this often. I know that's something you really deep down want to do, and being that. Um, like getting that form of work so if obviously if you were to get that thing ah it's the mags but i'm I'm not saying that i'm saying that for you it's like you know you're going to be doing something you love doing to like the next degree you know so, yeah um, and also the podcast yeah. would be would be cancelled and uh <laughs> you'd put me looking for you putting the post and saying i'm looking out for a, a new co-host as unfortunately michael can't be with us anymore aka i've sacked him <laughs> Well, it'll be an interesting demographic because again, you would you would get behind that like wall to see what goes on on a daily basis. And now again, it's the mags. We're very pro sun and here, but I think you've got to take it to the side. Oh God, there. yeah. 
we cover, you know, not just Sun and Bass, I know we're talking about more, but we are very, like, happy to spread the love, not so much Newcastle, but uh, around the North East, <laughs> uh, for, like, you know, discussion when things do come up, because, again, everyone's a photographer who do listen, like, those who do listen, this could be a Newcastle fan, could be Barrow, could be anywhere. Mm. Um, you know, the, the kind of the, the, the same things that we do talk about resonate, it doesn't matter what team you support, so... If it comes off, mate, you know, I'm all powered to you. And again, I hope you do get the interview stage. And if it comes off, then, you know, brilliant. I'll be out with the moon for you. Well, then you, you could have a conflict and uh, discussion when I'm working in a professional level. If I get it, I could be able to come on here and talk about so many things, not all of it. But if it was to come off, I could see, well, working in professional environments like this, this and this. Um, but, yeah, but to answer the question, for me, it would be, ultimately, it would be, say... It wouldn't be Sunderland because I've kind of let that go. It, it would have like I've let that that dream go because of I think what you mentioned about having your connections with a club and working for it. You, you, your loyalty does could get in the way and give you rose tinted glasses almost. So for me, it would be someone like if I got to the PGA, like if the PGA was like looking for a video content creator, um, and I I ticked all the boxes, nailed the interviews and got signed off and they were just like yeah not not this time i'm i'm afraid that would really kick me down to, to like really put us on my knees because like you know i'm i'm not just a passionate person around football but i think golf's now my number one sport at the minute i play it i, I try and snap it i try to get involved with as many clubs as possible when i film stuff you know, there's a little bit of traction going on with me videos now where clubs are starting to recognise what I do and they're inviting us to come along. Um, so for me, if you know, the ultimate goal is to get some kind of involvement with the PGA or something like that. And if I, that would be for me, it would put me right on my knees because it's like, when would I ever get that opportunity ever again? Do you know what I mean? Like, it would yeah. almost be a once in a lifetime shot where you where you'd get to to be the front runner to to do all these things. And I even put my name in the hat for uh, the DP World Tour, like just not long after um I moved out of Morpeth, like the um they were looking for a content creator and I put my name in the hat. I didn't get it. And it was a bit sad because I thought if I got that job I'd be on the I'd be constantly on tour with golfers. That would be unbelievable. Like it's not just the, the touring aspect. It's working with professional golfers and getting to know them because watching them do the thing is one thing, but to learn to you know to get to know them would be in a different level. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I think the, the opportunity to see the golf side. I'm not a particular golfer. I don't play it. I think if I if I get the driving range over full and blast a few balls, that's probably the most I ever get involved with it. But I know. <laughs> like, see the idea of um, that you see whether you could potentially cover like the Open or. You know, if there's the Ryder Cups over this part of the world, uh, when it when it's, when it comes through to us, like to get on that kind of like you know, onto that type of events. Again, I think f for you in that respect, something you love. I think when you if you were to get the green light for that, you'd be just like you know, I can see the you can hear the passion. You'd be you'd be over the moon to be able to think, I'm doing a crossover here between something I love to watch and play at the same time, but also capturing like you know whether it's still images or like from a different angle rather than the usual broadcasting cameras you get to hear like the, the rawness of like the crowd and you're putting together like short form content for like socials like you know 
I think in any sport, if you've got that opportunity, doesn't matter if it was golf, cricket, or whatever, even athletics or anything, just it's a different kind of perspective where anyone can watch stuff broadcast and I tell you. But for me, as time's gone on, I like to see like the rawness of like all different angles and you know to see the crowd like lose themselves those few moments and. I think if any opportunity comes up for me on the golf side of things, you know, grab it with both hands and like run it, you know. Yeah, well, I, I, look, I've, I'm really, I'm trying to put my name out there in terms of like, not just with clubs, but like magazines as well. So um, there's like a few magazines that I follow on my golf Twitter account um, where I, I try to keep nudging them every now and then to be like, do you need any video stuff? I can, you know, I'm quite good with a camera and a drone and. Um, in the past, I've worked with a club uh, at Alamouth Golf Club where they had the, I think it was the Captain's Day. So you, you play 36 holes or basically two rounds in, in one day. Um, and they just say, just get your camera and follow us if you want. We're, we're not very specific with what we need. We just, if you just want to do it, for, I just wanted to add it to my portfolio. So I wasn't saying give us the money. And they were really happy with the, with the pictures. And I, I know I can do a good job there because I know what kind of shots to take. Um, so it'd be things like the things like walking towards the tee box, or you know, just after the swing because it, it's a, it's unwritten. I've been reading about it loads. Um, is like you not it's an unwritten rule that you you're not supposed to take pictures during the swing because obviously it could put them off. And um, so I always put my camera to silent shutter. Um, and or I just wait until the ball's been hit and then I snap away because you you get quite a de decent shot. Or unless I just stand miles away. Um, and use a, a zoom lens like what the one that you've got like the absolute tank like Canon you've got the for your lens like, if I get one of those I'll be laughing um, but yeah I mean honestly that would be the ultimate dream for me like I think that could be a new a podcast one like the bucket list do, 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 you know like a bucket list or a dream thing um, oh, that could be a shout for an episode there, like like a bucket list or the dream list so it's not just sport but could be kit and venues yeah we'll we could do that for an, for an episode can't we yeah, 100%. I mean, I think there's plenty of things like it doesn't have to be just necessarily sport. There's loads of things I still want to be able to do across the world uh, if I ever get a chance to get outside of Europe. But yeah, my bucket list idea is, is um, a great discussion for a future episode. Uh, while we're just finishing off, obviously, talking about your golf passages there, mate, give yourself a shameless plug to your channel because obviously I know I've, I've watched. Uh, couple of your golf episodes and the fact you're doing all this by yourself you know having like camera angles covered you're covering you know on the course the drone and for what you're doing it's worth putting stuff out there because if you have any particular golf fans who are listening i've i'm not a golf fan per se as i mentioned but i've watched some of michael's stuff and then it's 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 like entertaining at the same time um so it's worth watching even if it's just something you know to put on and see what michael does away from this podcast and his photos i the stage is yours, mate. Give yourself your YouTube and your uh, Instagram channel to plug that. This is the part that makes us cringe. And I don't know nah, why. Nah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> hey. So if people actually want to come watch my videos, thank you, Ross, for the kind words. Also, by the way, um, it's Michael Briggs Golf. So just look for Michael Briggs Golf on Instagram, on YouTube, um, on Twitter. I'm just called M Briggs Golf underscore um yeah if you want to give it a follow by all means um i'm not begging for followers or subscribe can you tell i'm really cringing when i'm literally hiding my head in my shirt as i'm saying this it's really bad <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you but if you yeah if you want to follow it please please do um i'm not here to try and be a ksi or 
uh, Rick Shields, who's like the top YouTube golfer with 2 million subscribers. I'm literally just filming me playing a sport I really love and I try and make it as relatable as possible and as funny and as entertaining as possible. Um, and I just enjoy making them at the minute. So yeah, anything like that would be great. But yeah, I mean, it's safe with um, rejection, Sire, again, just to summarise, like, the, it's obviously it is that you mentioned before, it's a, the, the taboo word, because naturally you just think rejection, horrible, feels sad, it's just like, it, it could rip the heart out of you, you know, but again, I think there's going to be, you've got to go through it in life, whether it's photographer or anything, because you've got to see how you can come back from it, and then, again, fall, you might get rejected from something, something amazing could be just around the corner, where it, works out like even better you know i agree uh, and i imagine over the course of this new season coming for both what we're doing there's going to be you know it could be the memory card could get rejected from the camera yeah there'll be them things or obviously now i'm going to be working with all these new apps and everything ready for this game on the saturday i've been like watching videos and everything and getting me workflow like routine going through and there's bound to something go wrong so again i could be no sooner into this new gig with this agency i could get rejected after a couple of weeks and say no you're just not good enough for this. <laughs> so we could be, we have to revisit this uh, episode at some point in the next uh, few months what called sacked <laughs> <laughs> how, how to deal with uh, how to deal by being two. sacked <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that's probably a good way to end up on, mate. Did we get any questions or not? Or well, we did, right? I'll I'll, I'll put the three questions. Hang on, out. hang on. Before you before you put it out there, we've got breaking news. Uh, Bradley Dack has signed for Sunderland AFC on an initial one year deal. So that's one over the line. Well, it, it can he actually? Because I've, I've, when I brought up the questions off me instagram story for some reason he's actually looked at what i'm doing take the third one down so I, he hasn't submitted a question unfortunately but yeah if that's the case then if he signed um great i mean see tony mowbray knows him really well at blackburn um it remains to be seen what may happen to whether he, his arrival may be pushing one or two further out but again no idea uh, but no but good reports i think he was linked last season before when um, we'll come up and obviously it's took a year to come through so uh, you know if it obviously if it's a good fit for the team and more power to it you know just to see how it goes but yeah one year deal fair player hopefully he'll um make his mark and see how hopefully it does well for the lads well, it just means it brings up the average age about, about like what <laughs> three <laughs> four from like 20 to maybe 25 <laughs> was that with them when, when um chris Rigg and joe belling were playing one of the games recently together and they think the average age was like what combined it was 33 or something jesus <laughs> which goes to show Good. obviously how young the team is but um I'll, I'll, I'll put the three questions out there's there's one in particular right now i don't know why i got lost but we'll just finish on it anyway how just get just get one uh, well the first one was actually from me son oh brilliant he, he put it on there and i was like we kind of covered this on the first episode and he just went oh sorry but I'll, I'll ask you the question. You can put a different spin. He basically asked me, uh, so my son Alex wanted to know Hi, Alex. What, made, what made you um, get into photography and what are the downsides towards it? So I know the, the, 
in terms of like quickly something, why did you get into it and what was the uh, downsides to it? One, like one answer for one, one answer for the other very quickly there. Right, Alex, listen to episode one, there's your answer. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, lockdown got me into photography, always been creative, so I wanted to try something new other than videography and um, what was the second part of that question? How I got into it and... What the downsides to it? Um, this episode, rejection. Yeah, and being skinned. Yeah, yes. Seeing kit you really want, but you can't afford it, and it's not worth putting your rent on the line for it. Yeah, I mean, if, if I was going to put, put plus side for being me, so I'd say the plus side. Why, why I wanted to get rid of it for me was to make do something better in my life, so on to see what can come for it, and then you know, hopefully you'll see a much happier father around the place like so. Oh, there uh, it is. Well, Look at well, it. Well, the... that could be oh, it, you know. So God, I'll go with that. The downside, is. as you mentioned, being skid. <laughs> <laughs> Nemo, sun and shirts, kiddo. That's it. You're done. Knackered. That's it. Nemo. Get it your own. Save it up. Do the car washers. Do the garden. Get some chores done, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second question um, from on Instagram from Heidi Football. Um, just a quick one. I'm... Uh, her mother, um, Kitty Bulma Cook, yes, yeah, yeah, I know Kitty, she's a star, she's lush, yeah, proper sound, Katie. And I'll say, um, when I got a chance to catch up over the past couple of weeks ago, um, I did realize, um, I thought was very good at like freestyle. Oh, yeah, football. like she's she's unbelievable, like she very can do she, yeah. this is how bad, like, she can do more kick ups with one foot than I can do in with both. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just when, when, so when talented. It showed me, and I was then highly pulled out a phone, and she was like, "I've seen like I've just done the stuff out there." I'm just like, "Look at her going." What? Barely. Like you say, kid, we're born more than four times or something. Never mind what the the, the skills she's got on there. So if you've got a chance to check out Heidi Football, she's yeah, definitely very, very talented. But um, the other question was basically like, what are your thoughts on Joe Bellingham since he signed the club? Obviously, have you had a chance to watch him over pre-season, or are you just looking forward to see what he can do in the red and white over the course of the season? Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I haven't really had a chance to watch him pre-season because I've just been... Because the, the kickoff times have been stupid o'clock, so I've just not had the chance. Um, I'm just quite excited to see how he develops because I've just got to... People have got to remember he's only 17, so he's got a long way to go before we see any kind of potential that his brother's got. Um, so <clears throat> for me, I'm quite excited to see how he kind of slots into the team because I know we're... Like, Players like Chris Rigg, um, you've got to nurture, you know, young footballers because the, you know, I think that happened to Wayne Rooney. Like he, he played for when he was sixteen, and by the time he got to twenty-five, he was knackered. So um, I think for me, I'm quite excited to see how he develops as a player. Um, the Bellinghams have always, for me, they've got quite a sensible head on the shoulder. So I can't see him going out the glass spider if it's still there. Um, and you know, doing it, Anthony Stokes, where he's just going out on off the rails every weekend um or doing a sean thornton and just you know just to, to decline i can't see him doing that he'll have a good manager of tony morbury with him um and i'm just i'm looking forward to see how he how he develops over you know the years that he is here and hopefully he's here for a long time i know that football's players with teams it's quite a short short span but if he does well for say four or five years and we can get like the level of money or somewhere close to what like his brother got for Real Madrid, and I know that we've done well. I don't know what you think. You say that, but if you think, I can't remember what the, how long a deal it was, whether it was five or six years he signed for, again, just without knowing that information aside to us, but if you think if you did for five years, he's only 22 still. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous, like, isn't it? 
you were signing him now at 22 you would be like still like oh you know another young player coming through so then you'll have like five years worth on top of that so it's like it is i'm from what i've seen him you know he doesn't look as if like he looks out of play he does he's got like the pie big tall lad i think as time will go on you'll see he'll bulk up a bit and the experience will come with him if he you know if he whether he follows his brother's footsteps going over to germany or somewhere else hopefully we'll get like the benefit for us if he does really well then you know it'd be nice to see us um, get a profit for once (laughs) (laughs) and players going out for more than like a few quid like we always seem to get shafted with like (laughs) i would love to i would love to see how much we've i think it was a graph somewhere years ago where we spent and how much we've recuperated so it'd be nice to actually eventually when that time comes to actually like get somewhere near like a 40 or 50 million mark I think that was, is it um, is Jordan Pickford the one who sold the most? Was like nearly 30 odd million? That's a long time ago. Look how that's worked out. Well, yeah, again, it just goes to show what's happened over the years. So, if, if you know, whether it's Bellingham or any other player in the team, if they can do the biz and go on to other things, if we can reap the rewards of like the profit from that and reinvest in the club, then, you know, great. That's what's what football like these days so yeah thoughts on it. i think he's going to be an exciting prospect for us and um hopefully we'll see some amazing things over the course of this season and beyond and lastly something nothing related to what we do all together uh we could receive one from luke thompson underscore 88 he says with um is chips and gravy better than chips and beans yes now, see, I didn't think they are like. Right, cancel the, cancel the podcast. We're done. You're a knob. We're off. No. <laughs> I'd rather go with the beans compared to the chips. Do you reckon? Like, yeah. Oh. I, I think that's like, if I was going to go with something, that's, that's my thing. So we're I... obviously split on this. So he's caused potentially worse. He's ruined the podcast for us both. Like, we're gonna, there's going to be like an announcement due imminently where the podcast has been completely. <laughs> I saw it come through. I was just like, do I, do I ask? That? No, I, those kind of questions are class. I love those kind of questions. I do. <laughs> well, there you go. Obviously, um, Michael prefers gravy. I prefer the beans. So, um, yeah, if, if that's the conversation and uh, dialogue we want to have on this podcast, then what a way to end it! What a way to end the podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> well that's us done everyone so yeah thanks again for tuning in this has been episode 7 rejection um, we've said over the course of the next weeks to months we're going to potentially have a number of um, guests coming on because I think some people might think we're sick and here years to talk shite for now <laughs> we want a different voice on so the idea is to potentially get a few of the local photographers whether it's across the northeast or across the country and um, who cover different sports or different genres of uh, photography and the like just to kind of engage and see what their experiences have been what they've learned you know all those type of things so we've got all that to potentially come up over the next few weeks to months and then again from there we'll just see where this takes us but yeah that's been episode seven michael uh, are you being happy with this one tonight I'm I'm just a bit disappointed that you prefer chips and beans. Like that's that's, that's ruined me night a little bit. But to be honest with you, but other than that, be, it's been. Don't be. You'll probably wake up during the night with uh, hot cold sweats. Ah uh, yeah, just think. Oh, what's what's his name again? <laughs> the Great North Run. Uh, but Brent, oh god, no man, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake. 
like a nightmare of Brennan Fox's <laughs> Sporting Awards is where they do I do an interview with these beans and chips. Right. Nightmare fuel. Can we end it there? <laughs> yeah, that's us, Damon. So everything again. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. See you in the next one, guys. Thanks for listening. Fair enough.